Hi, I'm Nicole Ferraro, and this is The Divide, a podcast from Light Reading exploring the ongoing digital divide, why and where it still exists, and what needs to be done to get people everywhere connected to reliable, high-speed internet. Today's episode is all about the Affordable Connectivity Program, or the ACP. For some background, the ACP is one of the broadband programs that was funded in the 2021 Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. The program at the time received $14.2 billion to provide a monthly broadband subsidy of $30 or $75 on tribal land for qualifying low-income households. Today, over 20 million households are enrolled in the ACP and another 20-ish million remain eligible. But without action from Congress and soon, the program is projected to run out of funding by early 2024, kicking millions of families off of a benefit that is allowing them to afford access to the internet, just as the U.S. prepares to spend $40 billion through the Broadband Equity Access and Deployment, or BEAD program, building out broadband networks to unserved and underserved areas. If Congress doesn't act soon, service providers will need to start sending initial service termination notices to ACP participants as early as this December. Here's a clip of FCC Chairwoman Jessica Rosenworcel discussing the program's importance at a recent Senate hearing. First up, our affordable connectivity program. It is the largest broadband affordability effort in the history of the United States. It now helps 21 million households get online and stay online. But for this program to continue to do this good work, we will need additional funds because support from the bipartisan infrastructure law will run out as early as April of next year. We've come too far to turn back. Keeping this program funded needs to be a priority. So today, we're going to hear about the importance of the ACP from five digital equity leaders who are helping their local communities enroll in the program, and in some cases, benefiting from the ACP themselves. And we're going to start today's conversation with Candace Browdy, Executive Director of Connect Lake County in Lake County, Illinois. Here she is talking a bit about the organization and its involvement with the ACP. I'm Candace Browdy. I am the executive director of Connect Lake County. We are based in the northeastern part of Illinois. And our work really began three years ago when our founder realized that there was a, a need to support so many of our families who don't have access to internet, don't have access to devices, don't have the skills to navigate technology and really use technology to enhance their lives so that they can live fulfilled and healthy lives. And so Connect Lake County as an organization came to be a little over a year ago. We're a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, We hired our first digital navigator, Elizabeth uh, Ramirez, who is with me today. And our work really started on the Affordable Connectivity Program and helping educate residents on what the ACP is and how that $30 a month benefit can be instrumental in helping them get home internet. Many people will say that they have they have access to the internet, but it's only on their phone. And so, so much of what we did was educate people on, you, you really could get internet at home, you can get access to this discount this this uh, benefit that's your benefit um, how do you apply that benefit to your internet plan and and then and work with people beyond that uh, to really try and close the digital divide we're, we're focused on equity we're focused on folks that have been left behind and communities that have been left behind and how do we really try and level the playing field and give everyone the access that they should 
to have to uh, um, technology and to the resources. For many residents of Lake County, that $30 is significant. As Candace explains, while there are affluent areas of the county, the region also experiences high levels of poverty and a lack of resources. We're a county that's very interesting because we have many of the most affluent communities and also many communities that are the least resourced with high pockets of poverty, uh, families living well below the federal poverty level, with communities that have food deserts, their designated uh, food food deserts. Uh, We've got communities where there are more than one device, more than two, three, four devices in the home, and then communities where the only device might be a phone or might be a school-issued Chromebook for a student who's in K-12. We, The population in our community that we're working with are the communities where there are significant uh, low-income families. Uh, uh, many immigrants who um, have then an additional barrier, which is language, Uh, families who um, have never really used technology to advance their lives or to enhance their lives. And so that's not a priority. So they haven't really developed the skills then to use technology. And so in these communities in which we're focusing our work, the digital divide is really significant. To help with that significant problem, Connect Lake County hired Elizabeth Ramirez as its first digital navigator. Here's Elizabeth talking about her work with the group as well as her family's participation in the ACP. My name is Elizabeth Ramirez and I was uh, a digital navigator at Connect Lake County for a year. I started my work in 2022 um, and as a digital navigator, as the first digital navigator of Connect Lake County, My work really focused on the boots on the ground, ACP uh, enrollment work. Uh, That was uh, one of my main priorities. So enrolling folks in ACP, uh, educating folks on ACP, and really discovering how um, to do that efficiently. My family is also a low-income family. I have uh, four younger sisters, and we have always lived on only one of our parents' income. So it has been uh, difficult to access many resources growing up, especially educational resources. For home internet, we were already uh, taking advantage of a uh, resource from our local internet company that was a subsidized um, uh, home internet plan for uh, students in K through 12 schools that were Uh, in low-income communities. So since my sisters were part of the school district, we were able to get uh, affordable home internet that way. Um, But upon learning that ACP could be used for other types of internet, like mobile internet, for example, uh, we really thought it could be useful to use ACP for our phone um, internet bill, so our mobile internet bill. And uh, our our company, our provider is Metro by T-Mobile, uh, which is one of the providers that, um, that participates in ACP. So we were really happy to find out uh, that our provider was participating because 
we have multiple uh, lines with Metro by T-Mobile. So we originally had four of them and uh, ACP allowed us to get an additional phone line uh, with mobile internet for my youngest sister who was starting high school at the time. Uh, so now she is able, she was able to access uh, home, sorry, now she was able to access mobile internet um, from her device as well. And that was, uh, again, more meaningful than just a discount. That meant that she could uh, go to school safely, come back safely, communicate with us. She has a lot of activities going on after school, such as band practice, um, tutoring, and other things like that. So that really made it a lot easier to communicate uh, with our entire family. And also, um, again, that financial burden was not there anymore. Educating people about the ACP is no easy feat, from having to introduce the program to people for the first time, to addressing their distrust of government programs and internet service providers, to facing language barriers, and well beyond. Here's Connect Lake County's Candace again talking about those challenges. Educating people about ACP has been one of the hardest things I think I've ever done in my career. And I've been in education and access and equity work for almost my entire career. And that spans many, many years. And getting the information out is literally like going door to door. It is going where people shop, going to our anchor institutions, libraries, community colleges, uh, other other community organizations to, to literally hand out flyers and stop and explain to people what this is. So you're looking at a county with hundreds of thousands of residents who have been traditionally left behind in terms of resources and technology, and now we're, we're, we've got boots on the ground and we're trying to connect people. Of course, Connect Lake County is just one of many entities and municipalities across the U.S. that are working to help people enroll in the ACP. For this episode, we also spoke to Natalie Bettenker, Deputy Director for the Center for Digital Equity at Queen's University of Charlotte in North Carolina, as well as Tiffany White, who works as a digital navigator with the organization. Here's Natalie, followed by Tiffany, talking about their work enrolling people in the ACP. My name is Natalie Bettenker. I am the Deputy Director at the Center for Digital Equity here at Queen's University of Charlotte. Um, so a little bit about the Center for Digital Equity. We refer to it as CDE, just short, a little bit easier to, to talk about. Um, we are a backbone organization for a collective impact strategy that focuses on making Mecklenburg County the most digitally equitable community in America. And we at uh, the Center for Digital Equity are one of the first in the nations to have a countywide digital navigator service. And so what that is, is anyone in Mecklenburg County can dial 311, uh, press any key, and ask to speak to a digital navigator. And what they do is they connect them to our digital navigators. I have one with me today here, uh, Tiffany White. Uh, she is our rock star. And so uh, our digital navigators are those connectors in the community. So I'm Tiffany White. I'm a digital navigator lead for the Center of Digital Equity with Queens University of Charlotte. And how I got to be a digital navigator, I was taking a IT course with a organization who had a partnership with uh, the Center for Digital Equity. So they had a partnership with the Center for Digital Equity. 
um, and I took the internship. And then later, I became a part-time digital navigator, assisting people with the affordable connectivity, getting them skills uh, to go back to school so they can either work from home or just broaden their skills of the internet service. Uh, So that's how I got involved and then later became a full-time digital navigator. For Tiffany, working as a digital navigator also helped her realize that her own family could benefit from the ACP. Here she is talking about that and what the subsidy means for the families that she helps enroll. As I was a digital navigator, I was looking at the service and I said, well, I do qualify for this service as well. So I signed up for the service. I started receiving uh, $30 off, which is the benefit of the Affordable Connectivity Program. And doing that, it made my job much easier because I was able to connect with people who were kind of on the fence about the Affordable Connectivity. And I was able to let them know, I have the service. It's saving me $30 a month off of my internet, and I'm loving it. It affords me to work from home, and it affords me to not pay as much because, you know, everything is going up this time. The actual impact is meaning that at the end of the month, if you've never had, if you don't have anything and now you're able to have an additional $30, that $30 can help you with food. That additional $30 can help you with gas if that means getting to the next Friday that you're getting paid. It means that you're able to hand your child a couple of dollars to say, you know, here's something to place in your pocket. Um, School clothing, paying bills. Instead of saying, well, I can only pay partial this month, the additional $30 can help you take care of the total bill. You know, maybe your electric bill, maybe your water bill. So the additional $30 has helped myself and others from what I am hearing from other people that they truly benefit from the $30. I know people may not think that $30, you know, is a lot of money. But at the end of the month, if you don't have any money or if you're always in the negative, that $30 comes in handy. In addition to groups like Connect Lake County and the Center for Digital Equity, other entities working to enroll people in the ACP include municipal governments, like the mayor's office in Little Rock, Arkansas. For this episode, we also spoke with Maddie L., who served for two years as digital equity coordinator for Little Rock Mayor Frank Scott Jr. and helped enroll people in the ACP and its predecessor program, the Emergency Broadband Benefit, which was a $50 monthly benefit implemented during the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. In her capacity as digital equity coordinator, Maddie helped lead an effort to collaborate with community anchor institutions to both enroll people in the emergency broadband benefit and then roll them over to the affordable connectivity program. Here's Maddie talking a bit about the digital divide in Little Rock. In Little Rock, we know that it's an issue in the southwestern part of the city, which that is a historically socioeconomically disenfranchised part of the city. And Our city's kind of divided diagonally by a highway known as I-630, and that highway is attributed to a racial and economic divide of the city. So the lower half of the city is majority non-white people of color who make less than our mean income, which is $34,000. And then as you move north and northwestern in the city, I think every... I might be wrong on a statistic, but 
um, about every square mile or so your income increases about $10,000. So it's a pretty dramatic difference in the two parts of the city. And it's something that we're looking to fix. So the mayor himself is from Southwest Little Rock and equity has always been a priority of his. And he's in his second term of service right now. As with the Center for Digital Equity and Connect Lake County, Maddie and her team in Little Rock also had to get creative with their outreach for enrolling people in the ACP. That included working with the Central Arkansas Library System, the Little Rock School District, and even the local water utility to help get information out to people. Now the region has enrolled an estimated 13,000 participants in the program, roughly tripling signups in the last couple of years. But that's still a fraction of those who are eligible. So we estimate about 40,000 residents in Little Rock could be eligible for this program. Um, Yes, so that's 40,000 out of 200,000 individuals could enroll. And so we have about a fourth of that right now. And that's why we're working so hard to get more. We want at least half of those people enrolled in this program. But as digital equity leaders across the country are working hard to reach all the people who can benefit from the Affordable Connectivity Program, they are simultaneously having to warn participants that the program might go away. And losing the ACP will be disastrous for many of these families. Each of the digital equity leaders I spoke to for this episode confirmed that if the ACP runs out of funding, most families that are participating in the program will lose their internet service. Furthermore, there are growing concerns that some members of Congress would like to see the ACP become a smaller program, whether by reducing the subsidy or targeting it only at homes that are already disconnected. However, ACP advocates say that anything but a full funding of the program will be detrimental to the country's goal of closing the digital divide. Here's Tiffany from the Center for Digital Equity, followed by Candace from Connect Lake County, on why we can't cut the ACP short. I think that if we make it any smaller then we'll, we're going to abandon some of the people that we're really trying to help, and so I, I don't I don't think that we could go any 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 smaller than than thirty dollars. You're right. At first, it was fifty dollars with the emergency broadband, and then it did come down to thirty dollars with the affordable connectivity. So I don't think that we could afford it to go any lower and still be able to help and assist people with keeping the internet in their homes. If Congress is not efficient with the next decisions they make, we will cut off an, 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 you know, uh, more than, than probably 80% of the folks that have already enrolled in ACP. We're right back to where we were. And, and I also want to add that we are nowhere near in this country where we need to be in terms of internet being affordable. So where we are in Lake County, there are only two internet service providers that provide quote unquote, low cost or low income internet plans. And unfortunately, the FCC defines connected or defines um, the, you know, the, the connected rate of uh, internet plan as being over 100 megabits. Uh, and unfortunately, in terms of the speed, and unfortunately, 
many of, if not all, of the low-cost plans do not offer speeds that get up to that minimum. And so even where we sit right now, we have residents who are getting connected to internet, but they are still considered underserved because they're not at that minimum threshold that the FCC has justly set as 100 megabits. So you know, you, you take away the funding, you take away the benefit, we're still left now with people who are disconnected. And even if they could afford the low cost plans that the internet providers are, are offering as part of participating in the ACP, even if they could afford those, they're still not sufficient enough to truly connect people in the way that they need to be connected. So, so until there's pressure both on, on, refunding the ACP for all low-income families and pressure on ISPs to fairly price internet service at a fast and reliable speed and at a price that is affordable. And that affordability for low-income families is maybe 10 to $15 a month. So until those things both happen, we haven't solved anything and we keep throwing good money after bad. As it stands right now, the ACP has until roughly April 2024 before its funds are depleted unless and until Congress takes action to refund the program. But in the meantime, the work of the digital navigators on this podcast and in thousands of communities across the country to get people enrolled in the ACP doesn't stop and it doesn't slow down. As Tiffany puts it, getting as many people connected through the ACP as possible is one way to prove the need for the program. So I tell people once we're signing them up and they ask, well, how long is this going to be? Is this going to be cut off shortly? And I tell them at this point, we don't know. However, the more and more we continue to sign people up, the more and more we can let the government see that there's still people that we need to help. There's still people out here that, that are needing to be connected. So if we continue to push to sign people up, then they can continue to see that there's still people that we still need to assist. And so hopefully it won't go away. Thank you again, Candace, Elizabeth, Natalie, Tiffany, and Maddie for joining me for this episode. Thank you as well to the Network On team for helping with today's episode. You can find more about Network On's Connect the 20% campaign in our show notes. And if today's episode convinced you of the importance of the ACP, go ahead and give your congressperson a call and let them know that you'd like to see the program get funded. Finally, I want to also say thank you to our producer, Pierre Landriel, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more episodes of The Divide, as well as interviews and insights from the Light Reading team. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs>